Welcome to the Felony Femme Podcast, hosted by Cherokee Taylor and Natasha Mason, a podcast about murder, mystery, conspiracy, and other true crime things. We do a lot of research, but for real, we don't know shit. Who wants to get a barn cat? We're recording. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Something about there's a barn cat and like we could get it, but we don't really know what that entails. Would you just put it in your, like, garage thing out there? Yeah. Barn? I guess that's a barn, huh? Okay. <sighs> so funny. Wow. Well, here we are. On Friday the 13th. <gasps> I forgot. We've I have been sticking this. to that theme. <laughs> we have been. This is good. I like it. Yeah. You go first this time, I think, because I went first last time. Okay. I can do that. Okay, <laughs> so should I like say what our theme is? Yeah. So the theme for this week is famous people murders or deaths, but there's a conspiracy or two yes. about it. That's not the most concise, however. Okay, are you so excited? Yeah. I've like been so excited to do this. <clears throat> Mine... Is about Marilyn Monroe. Um, I used History.com and Wikipedia primarily for my sources. For a little bit of background first, for anyone who does not know um, anything about Marilyn Monroe because they've been living under a rock. She started off, like her real name is Norma Jean. Um, She... Lived, so I guess her mom was like diagnosed with schizophrenia and so she had a lot of like she had a rough childhood growing up. She got married at 16 and then got divorced pretty quickly thereafter. Um, and after that she started modeling. So that was in 1944. Um, after that she started acting and dating famous men and doing things like that. Um, but she did also get into drugs and alcohol and I think that's primarily because she had bad anxiety and depression so it was like a self-medicating self-medication I heard she had a lot of mental illnesses like bipolar and stuff too yes and that kind of makes sense too because like her mom had a lot of stuff so like and that runs in the family so yeah so she was also um seeing a like a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist or something like that And he prescribed her barbiturates for her anxiety and depression. Because that's what they used to do. Yeah. Like, here, let me give you, like, something that's literally going to knock you on your ass. So, let me see. I feel like because back then they were just like, let's just shut this woman up. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's what it is. I honestly think that's what it is. I agree. Yeah. Out here trying to drug us into silence. <laughs> it's not going to work. Look at us now. Beach, vice president, and everything. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. And then I remember and I get so excited. I'm, I'm like, excited. Yes. I hope that this year, this coming up year, is a lot better than this last year has been. Yeah, me too. I mean, it will be simply because it has to. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> it literally cannot get worse than this. If it does, I fear the lives of everyone on this planet <laughs> because people are going to start losing their shit. Yes, seriously. 
Yeah, no, I'm so excited. Sidetrack. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, <laughs> okay. So, something that I just have to say, because, so I love Marilyn Monroe, like, a lot. Like, I'm obsessed with her. Like, I have so many books. Like, literal, like, actual books. Like, there's one that's, like, all photographs, and then there's a couple of novels, mm-hmm. or, like, biographies or whatever. But I find her fascinating because she is literally still slut shamed by women men and women in today's society because she was like a sex icon in her time and that was literally because she like owned her sexuality and was an actress and like she was pretty so like what the fuck and kim kardashian does the same exact thing i know I know, but I hate it. So like every time I hear someone, like I mentioned, I forget where, where I was, but I was talking to this girl and I was like, oh yeah, I love Marilyn Monroe. And she was like, oh, she was like, and I forget what she said specifically, but it was basically, she's like a trashy slut. And I was like, let me educate you on this because it's bullshit. She's like, she's kick ass in my mind because she took her acting roles really, really seriously and she really got into character Um, and then like things started to derail when she like, I think her mental health just continued declining, but isn't that fucking fair? Like, I'm sorry. My life is kind of derailed right now because (laughs) of my mental health, but like, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the movie I watched, but I think it was a, my week with Marilyn Monroe or whatever. That Mm -hmm. one was so fucking good. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Yes. Yeah. So I think she's really cool. So I just have to say that for anyone listening who thinks that she is not awesome, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't keep listening to our podcast. You're allowed to have a different opinion. (laughs) Yes, you are. However, I think that your opinion's wrong. Okay. So um, she started acting, was into drugs and alcohol. Um, So then at the age of 36... She was living in the Brentwood neighborhood in L.A., which is where, what's his name, O.J.'s um, girlfriend was living, or maybe O.J. was living there. I forgot. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was Brentwood, right? I, I don't know for sure, but Brentwood, I know, is a, like a famous area for celebrities to live in. Yeah, so she was living in Brentwood in L.A., and... She was found dead on August 5th, 1962. Um, And so apparently she had, like, there were prescription bottles all over her room, like her bedroom, and she was lying naked, face down on her bed, and she was holding her telephone in one hand. Um, So she was 36 when she died, which is super young. Um, and she was found by her maid, Eunice Murray. Um, cause she, so I guess they, like her, someone had asked the maid to stay the night with her because she was like not necessarily in a good place. And the maid saw the light on in her bedroom at like 3 a.m. and went to go check on her and the door was locked. And so Um, I think this was Wikipedia said that someone had to break in through one of her bedroom windows to get inside. um, And that's when they found her dead. So now for 
the conspiracies. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Okay, so I also want to mention that according to the maid, um, JFK was actually at the house with Marilyn that night and they were arguing about something. We don't know what. So let's just keep that in mind. But everyone, there's a lot of people who say the maid doesn't know anything and we can't believe her. However, just keep that in mind. Okay. So the first conspiracy um, is by, so this guy wrote a book, Frank Capel wrote The Strange Death of Marilyn Monroe in 1964. So I don't actually know if it was a book. It was more like a pamphlet or something, I think. Like, it was in a super long thing. But he claimed that her death was a part of a communist conspiracy. Um, and essentially, Marilyn Monroe had, like, her relationship. She was taking her relationship with JFK super seriously because, like, they were having an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was taking it really seriously. And he didn't want the scandal, like, the scandal of this affair getting out. So he had her killed. Um, in this same pamphlet, he called JFK a communist sympath- 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 sympathizer. <laughs> a communist sympathizer. You got it. That sounds wrong. Like, that just sounds wrong. I think it's right. <laughs> I think it's right, too, but it sounds wrong. Um, and there was, so the LAPD police sergeant who was overseeing her case um, was this guy named Jack Clemens. And he has said from the very beginning that there was something suspicious or fishy or not right about the scene because he has, like, and he's stuck to this for a while, I guess, that um, it looked too staged. So that's the first theory is that it's some sort of communist conspiracy and JFK killed her. I feel like it's fishy if there's more than one prescription bill, pill bottle during an OD. Like, what? Well, and they were scattered around the room. Yeah. Like, they don't... So, there was um, there was something I read a while ago that said she had a pill bottle, bottle in her hand. But the article on that I read on History.com, which I'm going to trust more than the other things that I read, um, didn't say anything about her having a pill bottle in her hand. They were just scattered around her room. Like, what person... Okay, and this is also actually something... So, they say that women... So, when women commit suicide or die by suicide, there's, like, something about... I remember hearing this somewhere. So, this might be wrong. Like, it might be totally off base. But it was... Someone was saying that when women die by suicide, they are, like, they're thinking about what's happening after... So they're like, okay, I'm not going to like shoot myself in the face because that requires a lot of cleanup. So they're like, women are more likely to like take pills or hang themselves or something like that. Out which of consideration. Literally, literally <laughs> they're thinking about other people as they're like yep, in their lowest it. moment. So um, I forget why I was bringing that up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, conspiracy number two. This guy named Norman Mailers wrote a book called Marilyn, a biography. And in it, he claimed that she was killed by the FBI or the CIA because they wanted to use her death against the Kennedys. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Conspiracy number three is in another book. So this guy, Anthony Saccato, wrote a book called Who Killed Marilyn Monroe? And so this was something that kept coming up. They were like, Marilyn, they said that Marilyn Monroe kept something that they call a red diary where she like wrote political dirt about politicians and people and like people in power. So it was like basically like, I don't want to say it's like a blackmail book, but it was like a book with like just a bunch of secrets in it. Um, And then... He also said that her house was wiretapped by Jimmy Hoffa because he wanted to get incriminating evidence against the Kennedys to, like, blackmail them with. Somehow this is circling the Kennedys no matter what. Yes. Okay, that was, like, a big thing was the Kennedys. And something else that I feel like should be mentioned is the Kennedys had, um, like, really close ties to the mafia. Lovely. Yeah. And they were running the country? Yeah. I, so, what, oh, I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking about this. But yes, they were, like, very much in bed with the mafia. I know. But that makes sense because Jimmy Hoffa, Hoffa was tied to the mafia. And, you know, so that kind of makes sense that, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Conspiracy number four, there's a private detective that looked into um, her death and he wrote a book called Marilyn Monroe Murder Cover-Up. Okay, I'm literally like I have to go on Amazon and buy all these. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. Okay, so he claims that she was murdered by Jimmy Hoffa and mob boss Sam Gianca, Giancana? Girl, wait till you hear mine. I am so sorry for any Italians. Just wait until you hear mine. I just butchered that name. Nowhere near as bad as it's gonna be. (laughs) Anyway, this mob boss and Jimmy Hoffa murdered her, Um, and he claimed that there was evidence of bruising on her body, like she had been strangled or like in some sort of Mm -hmm. physical altercation before she died. But the coroner's office covered it up. And didn't say anything about it. Because there's no report of any bruising on her autopsy report. Oh. I mean, but wasn't that like years and years and years after she died? I don't know. That he wrote that book? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just bullshit for that one, right? Because it's not like he knew Marilyn personally and was there the day that it happened. So, I... Okay. I have one more theory. Okay. One more theory and then I have to tell you what my theory is. Okay. Because I think... Okay. So the last one is that I found that I kind of liked is this one um, by this jur- British journalist named Anthony Summers. And he said that her death was technically an accidental overdose, but it was facilitated by JFK, meaning like he used her addiction and like pushed her. Boy. Yes. And pushed her to overdose Um, And again, it was so that she wouldn't reveal any information about her affairs with both JFK and Bobby Kennedy because she had an affair with both of them, supposedly. Yes. Okay. So my theory is that Kennedy, JFK killed Marilyn Monroe. Like, actually killed her. And I don't know if it was, like, an accidental death or, like, he purposefully killed her. But I think that he killed her. 
And then they staged the scene to look like she overdosed and they used like her mental health and everything else that was going on as like a, see, she was so depressed. And yeah. so this is what happened. Um, the reason I say this is because I remember reading somewhere, I forget, it was in one of the books that I got about her that said she um, she was like getting her life back on track because mm-hmm. she had been fired from a movie set with Fox something or other Mm -hmm. but she was like work like she was doing like high um high profile interviews and like trying to like kind of boost her name back up and like she was trying like she was getting help for her mental health and like she was trying to get her life back on track when this happened and like obviously especially if you're you know involved in drugs and things like that overdoses can happen at any point and especially like if you're clean and then you relapse it can definitely happen then But I think that it was just, she was getting her life back on track. The Kennedys didn't want any dirt coming out about Mm -hmm. them. And so she was killed and covered up. Yeah, because even if you think about it, it makes even less sense that if you were clean for a while and then you overdosed, there's no way you would have had multiple pill bottles. You would not go that hard if you haven't done any drugs in... God knows how long. Yeah. And they say so like, and I've heard this with people who um, use heroin, um, that you can, so like you'll get clean, people will get clean, stop using heroin. And then um, the next time they use, like if they do relapse, they're using the same dose that they were using before they got clean. And because of that, that causes them to overdose because they haven't like been using it at all. However... You're also not going to like, I'm not, so if I was using fucking taking, if I was taking pills, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, I'm going to take 50 fucking pills a day. right now. And yeah. I've been clean. Like, I'd be like, okay, let me take one. Cause guess what? My tolerance is. <laughs> right. Especially with pills. It's yeah. way different than heroin. Yeah, Heroin, you have a whole process. You have yes. to cook the shit, put it in the damn needle. Yes. It's a way different thing. So yeah. I think that it was just this massive massive cover-up and I think that um it was 100% all covered up by the Kennedys interesting theory yeah I feel like that's the one I would go with the most and I watched a movie um it was a not the same one I had mentioned earlier is it was one where it was like reenacting her entire life but like in short bursts Yes. Okay. It I saw that two, one too. It was like two, two, a part two. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And I remember at the end, they like really portrayed her. I, I believe if I'm remembering the movie correctly, it's been years since I seen it, but mm-hmm. I think they were portraying her as just like a crazy bitch mm-hmm. that just spiraled and died. Yeah. But that's how people remember her. They remember her as like, because they painted this like really good picture of her being a crazy person with that was like super unstable in abusing drugs and this isn't like with social media where like you know you can put your own image out there and other people who know you can put information out there like the media was super it was the 50s and 60s like the, the media was like 100% controlled by politicians and super wealthy people and and the Kennedys were both (laughs) and and then Men were like, wow, I love this bitch, but also she's a dirty slut. Like, what? Uh, Yeah. Men were the reason she was famous, but they also fucking trashed her. Like, what? Yes. They wanted, so they wanted her for, like, 
whatever, but they, I don't fucking know. I, I hate, I hate that. It makes me so mad when I think about it. Yeah. So I'm like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, there was a thing where men, I was, what was I listening to? I've been listening to a lot of shit lately because I'm like bored and <laughs> listening to a lot of things. But I was listening to something where they were talking about how basically men, it was okay for men to sleep around and have sex and do all these things and they were fine doing that. But the women that they slept with were like dirty whores. Because they wanted to marry a virgin, but still sleep around until they got married. Because that's that's men. That they was want men. their cake, and they definitely want to eat it too. <laughs> um, they definitely do. Sometimes it fucking pisses me off. Yeah, I hate not that. all men, but I swear to God, it seems like a trend with the horrible ones. Yeah, but I guess there's trends with horrible women too. Like yeah, sometimes women can be a little psychotic. Who knows? You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay Ian said this the other day and I loved it because I was like oh men I was saying something and I was like man men suck and I was like not all men but men suck and he was like I agree he's like any man that gets super defensive about like when someone says men suck or men or whatever he was like anyone that gets super defensive about that is part of the problem because the reality yeah. is is like yeah there are a lot of really shitty men out there yeah just like if someone were to say women can be crazy, like I'd just be like, yeah, women can be. Because yeah. women are possibly crazy. There are really crazy women out there. I think they're probably crazy because men drive them crazy. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that is my theory. Yeah, because I know a lot of people that were totally normal at one point and then they got a boyfriend or a husband mm-hmm. that broke their heart and now they're fucking psycho. Yeah. All right, we ready for mine? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited. So to be 100% honest with you. Yeah. I had not really heard of this person before this, but I think it's a rarity that I didn't hear about her because I look at the the films she was in and shit in yeah. like the time frame. I guess I, I didn't ever really like any movies from before the 90s because I was born in 97. So there's only like a handful of movies I like that are before the 90s. That's crazy. I know. I know. We're a lot of people have a, like old movie marathon. And I'll probably hate all of them to be 100% Are you honest. Me? I've tried to watch quite a few movies like that were what? from like the 60s or 70s and I'm like, "Oh my god, this sucks so bad." I feel like all the acting is way over-dramatized and like not authentic. Everyone's going to hate me for this, but I'm just being honest with my myself. <laughs> Nonetheless, I can still appreciate why other people appreciate it. I'm I don't even saying. know if I can respond to this. <laughs> okay, you don't need to. <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like I have to. <laughs> okay, but you don't need to. Okay. Okay, here's the part that's going to like it's going to make some people's ears bleed because I'm going to try to say her name. But her name that she went by in America <laughs> cuz we suck at pronouncing things was Natalie Wood, <gasps> but she was born Natalia Nikolavana Zakaharenko. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but she was born in uh, San, I think it was San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco, California, um, the daughter of two immigrants. It was Nikolai and Maria. They also have other names that I can't pronounce. 
Sorry. I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess uh, Natalia's father was born in Vladivostok. What's the, what's the country? <laughs> Russia. <laughs> okay. He's born in Russia. Um, but he was born from a poor family and um, it was like this whole sob story about her family. I just really don't really want to get into right now because I don't feel like it has anything to do with her death. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> All right. Um... So, I guess Natalia or Natalie, her whole life growing up was honestly not that great. Like, they were immigrants. They didn't have the best financial standing. They had what, um, like, someone, the biographer that wrote her, Natalie Wood's biography, just said that they they lived under, like, very needy circumstances. Hmm. So, um, her mom just, like, kind of forced... Hollywood on her it sounds like like I don't want to victim blame because I know the mother's considered a victim in all this too but it did sound like she kind of pushed it um onto her and she started when she was only um four I believe she started acting she was known for her first big role when she was six uh it was Miracle on 34th Street (gasps) was she the little girl yeah wait okay I totally knew this Oh, my God. I love her. Yeah. She was Susan Walker, I think. Okay. Did you not watch... Do you not like Miracle on 34th Street? I've never seen it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I have not seen any of the things that she's been in except for... West Side Story, and I didn't even watch the whole thing. Okay, but that's like a Christmas classic. Miracle on 34th Street. What about what you have heard about my family tells you we watched Christmas classics? Okay, I'm just <laughs> saying. I didn't God. watch I didn't watch uh, A Christmas Story until I was 12 years old. Okay, I don't know. I watched. So we always watched every year since before I can remember Miracle on 34th Street, A Christmas Story, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and there's one other, but I forget what it is, but whatever. Josh's parents are like that, too, and I've been like that since I've been with Josh, but before that... Yeah, but you still haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street. Because I didn't have the nostalgia attached to it. It's like like me forcing you. Yes, it's totally nostalgia. It's like me forcing you to play one of my my favorite video games when I was a kid. Like forcing you to play through all of Zelda and being like, you're going to enjoy this. You probably won't. The graphics suck in reality. The story is not that complex. Okay, you better not (laughs) let Ian hear you say any of this because he fucking loves Zelda. Me too. I'm (laughs) obsessed. I'm just saying it's because my nostalgia is really attached to it. And once you get into Zelda, there is a lot more to it because it's like a whole series, you know. But what I'm saying is... Yeah, but like it's also a good movie. Okay, If it's in black and white, I'm not going to enjoy it. Josh's parents are steadily watching TV Land. Steadily. I have watched so many Little House on the Prairie episodes over there, and I never watched it before, never had any inkling to, and still don't. 
I still don't ever want to watch it. <laughs> See, that doesn't sound good to me. I tried reading those books when I was a kid and I thought they were stupid. To me, I guess, because my mind is more focused on like, like I'm just like a true romantic. So if it doesn't have romance in it, there's almost no point for me. See, I don't want romance. <laughs> I don't want romance and things. I like don't like that. Okay. I loved like, because now I'm thinking about kids books, like fucking Nancy Drew mm-hmm. and what was it? The Harvey brothers, the Harvey boys. I don't know that one, but Nancy Drew was was like It was like a two, I think it was two guys. Okay. All I want, all I wanted to read about was like bitches solving crimes. Okay. So we had some technical difficulties, but we are back. Um, I think the last thing I talked about was her graduating high school. So she graduated high school in 1956 and that's when she signed with Warner Brothers, and she was um, a lot of girlfriend roles for the Warner Brothers. Um, that's what it says here. But and then in adulthood, she actually started to get like even better roles. That's when she she did um, Splendor in the Grass, West Side Story. Um, and then there's a couple of other ones after, but I feel like the biggest one she's known for is clearly the West Side Story because that's what, like, the fir- the only one I knew of, right, out of all of those. Um, <laughs> out of literally all of these I was reading, I'm, I'm like, don't know that, don't know that, don't know that, don't know that either. I do know she's freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, so pretty. I seen that first picture on her Wikipedia, and I was like, girl... Mm-hmm. Why are you so cute? Yeah. And she was married to, um, I know his last name was Wagner. I can't remember the first name. Was it Richard Wagner? I don't know, but she was married to a man. <laughs> and um, they were on, um, oh, so she was married to Robert Wagner. There you go, girl. You got it. You're close. <laughs> She was married to Robert Wagner, um, and they first got married in December of twenty or de- December twenty eighth of nineteen fifty seven. Um, they got separated in June of sixty one, and then got divorced in sixty two. Then she got remarried um, on May thirtieth, which is my birthday, bitch. Ooh. And it was in 1969, which is my mom's birth year. Sorry to call you out. I love you. Um, <laughs> she married a British producer named Richard Gregson. Um, and then they had a daughter named Natasha. <gasps> oh, my God. It's born me. in 1970. Oh, yeah. So no, it's not me. Yeah. A little not bit me. older than you. But, um, and then in 71, they got divorced. <laughs> Well, they, she filed for divorce in 71, and then in 72, it was finalized. Um, so, anywho, she she had some uh, other boyfriends and significant others in the meantime. Um, but uh, she, let's get to the death, the yeah, part yeah, that yeah. I'm most excited about. Sorry, not excited. Most interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, <laughs> it says she... Died in a mysterious circumstance at the age of 43. Um, it was during the making of one of the uh, movies that she was in, Brainstorm. 
and she was in Catalina Island on board Robert Wagner's yacht. Why was she on Robert Wagner's yacht? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe I just skimmed over all this and they ended up getting back together. Oh. Well, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't see anything as I'm skimming, but nonetheless, she was on his yacht and um, she drowned. Like, and they don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, here it says um, she... Outside of drowning, many of the circumstances are unknown. It was never determined how she entered the water. Wood was with her husband, Robert Wagner. Well, maybe they did get back together. I think they might have. Maybe they got remarried again. I think I remember hearing something like that where, like, it was an ex, but then they got back together and then she died suspiciously. Yeah, I think it, I'm thinking that might be it. But guess who their uh, co-star was that was on the yacht? Who? Christopher Walken. Okay, so I'm terrible with actors and actresses. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I'm going to show you a picture and then you'll know. Okay. So he was also on the yacht, though. That's the crazy thing to me. How big was the yacht? Because if it was super big, he could be on the other side. Oh, I know who he is. Okay. He would play it in. um, I know this is going to really piss some people off, but the one thing I think of is click. (laughs) (laughs) He's had so many better movies than that. I'm sorry, We're America. We're just alienating everyone. I'm just trash. <laughs> that's some plain and simple reality. <laughs> that's insane. I didn't realize there was someone else on the yacht. Okay. Yeah, and um, so it says on here that Christopher Walken, um, and then uh, they had the captain, Dennis Davern, on. Mm-hmm. So that was the only people on there. Um, as far as I can see here, it says authorities recovered her body at 8 a.m. on November 29th, and it was one mile away from the boat on a small inflatable, like, beach dinghy, I think is what they call them. Like, you know, the, I think they're like the bobbers that are in the ocean. I don't know. Oh, so like maybe she got like caught on Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Um, and then Robert had said that she was not with him when she, when he went to bed. So So they're on a yacht together Mm -hmm. and there's literally like no one there, but Christopher Walken. And then she's not there when he goes to bed. Like, did he even report her missing or did they just like fucking find her body? I think that they did report her missing. Cause I remember that there was, when I was reading this, there was talks of, like, there was a whole search. Okay. I don't know. We'll figure it out here in a second. But like, who the fuck will go to bed? Like, if you're on a fucking yacht and your spouse isn't, like, there, would you just go to bed? Well, it does say that um, the captain, Dennis Davern, had uh, stated that that Natalie and Robert had gotten into an argument that evening. <gasps> But then Robert it was says, murder. Robert says that they didn't. It was murder. What is um what does the other guy say? Well, but then you <laughs> see in his memoir that Robert wrote that he did indeed have an argument with her. Okay, so he murdered her. And uh Natalie Natalie's blood count blood alcohol content was 0.14%. And she had motion sickness pills and painkillers in her system. 
holy fuck. So she could have just been like super, super wasted, wasted and then he pushed her over the edge and then she died. Or she could have just literally been wasted and fell. No. He killed her. If are we allowed to though? say things like this or do you, like do people get like because I remember hearing something about the John Benet Ramsey family, like the that case where like people were like, "Oh, it was totally the brother," and then he fucking sued people. Funny thing, also, is I almost did John Benet Ramsey, but I was like, my favorite murder did it so much justice that I'm not even gonna try to pretend that I, I would ever do that. That case. Well, and I love that episode of My Favorite Murder. It's one Isn't of my that favorite like, ones. Literally the first episode. I don't think it's the first one. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'll have to look later, but I don't think it is. Okay. I could be making that up entirely, but he totally killed her. That's my sister. Not he. And I'm not talking about Jean Benet. I'm talking about Natalie Wood. Oh, okay. Robert. It's always the husband. That's what they say. That's what they say. Oh my God. Okay. I'm like, this is very suspicious. Uh, Guess who the frick was at her funeral? There's so many names in here. Frank Sinatra. Elizabeth Taylor, Fred Astire, Rock Hudson. I don't know who that is. I think it's Fred Astaire. Oh. I'm just going to correct that so then you can say it correctly so we can put the correct one in because I don't want people to laugh at you. (laughs) Fred Astaire. How about we just cut that all together? Because you, because after you, you're like, I don't want like old movies or anything that I'm sorry, I'm teasing you. Don't get mad at me. What Don't is, get mad at me. Is Fred Astaire like a, a yeah. actor or a singer? He's like famous for something. <clears throat> He's famous. I'm looking it up. We're going to cut this entire bit. <laughs> okay, so she was trying... To, we're going to keep all of this in. Because no! she was trying to save me for not knowing Fred Astaire. <laughs> and he's a fucking dancer. Yeah, but he was like... Su- okay, he was an American dancer, singer, actor, I don't choreographer, know and television presenter. I don't really he know is a widely considered dancer, the most influential dancer Beyonce. in the history of film. The only dancer I know yeah, is Beyonce. To, he used to do dancing in movies. Like, that was a thing. But you wouldn't know that because you don't right. watch movies. <laughs> and we circle back. And now we reiterate the fact that... I know who Elizabeth know. Taylor is, and I know who Frank Sinatra is. Okay, also, I think Frank Sinatra was involved with the mob, too. Or mafia. Mob, <laughs> mafia. They all were. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, there was lots of conspiracies about it, but they deemed it that she was real drunk and just fell over. But then they did have Wagner as a person. Um, uh, okay, so let me read this one part. Okay. It says, Wood drowned off Catalina Island on November 29th, 1981, at the age of 43. The events surrounding her death have been a subject of, have been the subject of conflicting witness statements, prompting the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, under the instruction of the coroner's office, to list her cause of death as drowning and other undetermined factors. In 2012, that's so when like, they finally... by undetermined factors, they mean her husband murdered her. Yeah. Right? And it took them until 2012 <laughs> to slap a label on it. What the fuck? And she was murdered in 81. Yeah. Not Maybe not murdered. I shouldn't say murdered. She, she was... She died. There you go. Under suspicious circumstances, <laughs> we may suspect that in, it was her husband. In 2018, 
uh, Robert Wagner was named as the person of interest in the <gasps> case. Wait, did they reopen it in 2018? I guess so. I don't see any more information on this particular what? set of pages. Uh, did you print that off at work? <laughs> yeah, I fucking did. In February 2018, Wagner was named a person of interest by the police in the investigation. He has denied any involvement. <gasps> police stated that... They know that Wagner was the last person who was with Wood when she died. In a 2018 report, the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles Times, what the fuck, cited the coroner's report from 2013 saying that Wood had an unexplained fresh bruise on her right forearm, <gasps> left wrist, and right knee, a scratch on her neck, and a superficial scrape on her forehead. Um... Officials said that it is possible that she was assaulted before she drowned. So, like, maybe she was assaulted and then thrown into the water. Frickin' prowly. It's oh sounding an awful lot like God. that. Oh, God. Suspicious bruising. That's the theme I love of this. that. I love when they say that. That's one of my favorite parts. Like, do you remember that one show where they would just talk about crazy crimes I, I don't know if it was How I Survived or it was something like that, though. And I remember seeing one where the wife was like being framed, like as committing suicide and killing her kids or something. And the dude was like trying to pull it off, but she had suspicious bruising. And I was like, wait, OK, there's another one that I'm thinking of. And the, the mom is in prison currently but someone, so she says someone broke into her house and killed her two boys. And then she had a massive cut on her neck. And the only reason that she like didn't die is it got caught like on a necklace or something. So oh, it wasn't able to go that. all the way through. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they claim that she slit her own throat, which is like. That's not you couldn't like, even do that. No, like you. I don't no. think that's humanly possible. No, I mean I don't know. I, as much as I would sometimes. like to think that human beings can be that quote unquote badass, because kind of that's badass. It's pretty metal. Like at the very least, it's metal as fuck. Is metal as fuck? Okay, metal is better than badass. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that. Yeah, it's pretty fucking metal. And as much as I would love to think that human beings can be that metal, we're not. No, I feel like there's. If you like, stub your toe, you're gonna fucking pass out. Yeah. But you're going to be able to cut your throat? Well, that's, like, something with, like, um, even with drowning. Like, you can't just, like, take yourself into the water alone and drown, and drown yourself. Like You, you have to jump have off a bridge or put a fucking brick on your foot. Yeah, you literally, yeah. Because your your body doesn't. Yeah, or you have to know you can't swim like me. If I jumped off you a bridge, I'd be, swim. like, 100%. Natasha. Oh, my God. You don't know how to swim? I taught myself how to ride a bike. Can you, like, okay, question. <laughs> Can you like not swim? Like you will literally drown in the. No, deep end I can of a keep pool. myself afloat. I'm like doggy paddle. Oh, but okay. I usually chill by the side of the pool. There's no okay. like chilling in the middle because I get exhausted. Because okay. I'm like, damn, I don't really know how to keep myself afloat without doggy paddling. Okay. okay. All right. So this is better. I was. I'm said, just saying, if I jump off a bridge. Okay. Okay. That. But that's like. A, okay. Did you know? That apparently it's like a thing in Ann Arbor. People jump off mm -hmm. of the bridge into the fucking Huron River. And yep. like people have fucking died because there yeah. are rocks and shit in there. And, and it's a very strong current. Um, uh, yeah. Like it's pretty freaking strong. Because that's pretty far down Huron River, I feel like. Yeah, I don't fucking know. It's insane though. Okay. I would never. Why would you? 
Why would you try? The funniest story of all time is my ex best friend. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that this kills me. Uh, it, she, I guess I don't want to say ex best friend. That sounds harsh. But anyways, this person. No, I love you, it. I love this it. person Just that was my maid of honor, and we don't talk anymore. <laughs> she went kayaking one time, and she fucking. <laughs> She got stuck in some trees and grabbed the tree and they lost the kayak. She was stuck in a tree in a river. Oh my gosh. How does that even happen? Because everybody does that. Everybody for the first time they kayak. Honestly, she's not that like unique in that. People literally run into trees when they kayak. And they fucking try to grab them because they're like, I don't know, just trying to grab for some stable ground, you know? I did it. I did it once, but I didn't fully grab it. I just kind of like did for a second, then realized that that's going to be counterproductive. Like I'm going to end up falling out of the kayak. You're like, this is not a good idea. Have you ever seen the video, Sarah, where the dude's in the kayak? He's like, Sarah, help me. Ooh. <laughs> I need someone like Sarah to coach me through 2020. Is that what I'm doing right now? You need to get right to now. land <laughs> and flip your kayak. Like, where's my Sarah? <laughs> Just stand <laughs> up. <laughs> like someone that's going to tell you the logical reason or the logical like next step in your plan. Me as fuck, dude. I'll be like, oh my God, how can I stop waking up late? Go to bed on time. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's an option. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stop hitting the snooze you choose to hit the snooze <laughs> okay i literally just read something that said that human beings are not actually supposed to sleep like consistently for eight hours straight but like the human body is designed to sleep for like four or five hours and then you wake up and you can like do something leisurely like read a book or drink a cup of tea and then go back to bed again well but i don't know if that's true it was on the internet and I also I've just no seen a sleep doctor that says the complete opposite. And he's oh, a doctor, yeah. so I just kind of have to believe him. Well, he what said a that doctor. He, what do doctors he know? He said <laughs> that human bodies thrive on schedule. Because mm-hmm. I was having issues sleeping in so bad that I literally had to see a sleep doctor. Because I was like, what the fuck? I'm not waking up on time at Girl, all. I know. <laughs> yeah, because you remember me running to work every day. And Ken literally being mad at me because I fucking... Made the dumbest mistake of my life and thought I could talk to him in person about why I was late. (laughs) I don't know what is wrong with me or my anxiety, but it makes me make the dumbest decisions sometimes. I was an hour late for a meeting with my boss and I didn't text him because I thought I could explain it in person. Okay, I remember that day vividly because I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like... Oops, that bitch is late again. <laughs> again. And then I was like, yeah, Ken's real no, pissed. Literally, Ken, Ken comes over and he's like, have you seen Cherokee? And I was like, okay, we're going to play it cool. We're going to come up with a, an excuse. There's something going on. Like, we're going to say the things. Has like, I got, I got this. And then I think I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you literally <laughs> told me. I said, I don't know. No, that's like, what In you my said. mind, my intent was like, I got this girl's back. Like I'm I know, come up with I know. A really in, good heart, in your heart of hearts, that you really did. And mean then in to. the moment, I panicked, like insanely panicked. <laughs> so did I. If I didn't insanely fucking panic and not text my boss when I woke up at the time we were supposed to be meeting, I woke up at that time and I was like, "Oh fuck!" That's, that's me. Really funny. That's me, dude. I'm but a mess. It's not. It's, that's not you anymore. 
You wake up on time now. My mom would beg to differ. Oh. Because she has to deal with my ass being just on time every day. Just on time. Like, I literally walk through and clock in the second it turns time for me to clock in every day. We should probably stop recording. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Let's I love say you. Bye. 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 Catch us every other Saturday and on Instagram at Felony Femme Podcast. And join the Facebook group at Felony Femme Podcast. Uh, bye. bye.